The following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit morningstardayton.org. Hey there, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Ben, the associate pastor of Morningstar Baptist Church, and I'm joined by our lead pastor and the co-host of our podcast, John Decker. John, how you feeling after the Easter week is over? Man, I, with it being Tuesday, I think I've got a little more sleep and uh, been able to kind of de- debrief, I guess. Is that the right word I'm thinking yeah, about? Decompress. Yeah, decompress. Debrief. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but because it was such an exciting day, it was it was amazing. And But there's a lot to it. I mean, you know this, yeah. being with the worship team, being on place, and we were, mm-hmm. you know, we were balancing that with our first impressions team with everything you want to make sure everything's in place right you want to like you like to say make sure our house is in order yeah right and um and god showed up and it was it was awesome and all the work it just it pays off but it it then you're just it does drain you a little bit yeah you know, uh, going through that i always feel like the easter week it one of the things that i um wrestle with and and that i think is is hard for all of us that are super involved in ministry is you spending time with with Christine and the kids, man? Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to get to get time with them when you're trying to get everything ready around here. Right. Um, but it was great yesterday to just take take a day and spend it with the family and yeah. just be able to re- relax and rest and recoup and just be with them. It was a great day. Yesterday. It was, and and we can go ahead and share with everybody. We just turned this into a different kind of podcast today. We just be like a fishing podcast, is what there we, we go. Just yeah. about. <laughs> We can so, talk about our fishing rigs. So, so Monday uh, to spend time because my boys were out of school, and yep. and you and Penelope and mm-hmm. me and Manny and the boys went fishing. Yeah, we almost did. all day, and we did. We were fried and and, and sunburnt, which is really good. Yeah, <laughs> but but it was neat. I mean, we we did some fishing, and then I guess we can go ahead and just let everybody know what does a pastor do on Monday and Tuesday after Easter? You we fish. go fishing, you right? Fish, and yeah. we fish for men on Sunday. And uh, Monday and Tuesday we go <laughs> fish, fish for, for fish, fish and yeah. and it's great. No, but I think we need that time, and it was good mm-hmm. for us to spend time with our families yesterday, and then time for you and I to hang out this morning, and yeah. we kind of talk through a lot of stuff, just sitting there fishing and and talk through Sunday, and we talk through what went well, what didn't go well, and things we can look at um, for next year, but not even for next year, just for every Sunday. Like how right. can we how can we put our 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 best foot forward and be do everything in excellence every Sunday if we could. Yeah, and I think it's good to get out sometimes and process outside of the normal environment where you can do something else um, that is fun. Mm-hmm. You can laugh. You know, I tried to use a new rod and reel today. Didn't, right. Didn't go the best. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to say who outfished who both days. You but, did. Uh, you okay, I'm just saying, man. A bunch. So. But... Penelope did get her first fish. She did, yeah. And man. she caught a decent bass <laughs> for being your first fish. Right, right. Um, so, but I thought today we, we could just talk about Easter. We could just talk about all the things leading up, maybe kind of what goes, what really goes into that Easter experience, that that two-hour experience, if mm-hmm. you count eating breakfast, right? Right. Um, what really goes into that weekend um, maybe even talk through the difficulty of, of making the call we had to make for Saturday oh, with canceling our egg hunt. Yeah. And just kind of talk through um, what does Easter look like and then kind of apply that to moving forward. How do we, what are some of the takeaways that we, right. we gathered from that? Yeah. So let's start with Saturday. We had this big 
uh, event plan. We we mm-hmm. were we even had permission from the city. We were calling it the Great Centerville Easter Egg Hunt, and we had the inflatables. We had thousands thousands of eggs. Mm-hmm. Our people stepped up big and bringing candy. I mean, we still have bags of candy sitting yeah. around, and and uh, we have uh, one of the uh, ladies in our church, Bree, and she is the one who helps run that event. And she works super hard organizing leaders and getting everybody set for it. And sometimes, and we can plan all day long, but it's only, you know, God's still in control. And, and unfortunately the weather did not cooperate. And so man, just like wrestling with that on Mm -hmm. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday going, okay, what's, what's it going to do? What's, is it going to be dry? Is it going to rain? Cause you know, the weather here is crazy. We've talked about it before actually on the podcast, how crazy the weather is here, but, um, but just having to, to, to make that call on Friday going, man, like, how's this going to affect it on Sunday? And even humanly speaking, you start going through all these scenarios, man, this isn't going to work out now. Like, oh, this is supposed to all be tying together. And now, and, and just having, I think God just really wanted us to step back and go, wait a minute, I, I'm, in, I'm in charge. I'm in control. Yeah. And and what we say all the time is just, we're trying to stay out of God's way. Yeah. And, and uh, but I mean, we're still sad we have to cancel it. And we'll, we we'll plan next year. But we learned some lessons. Next mm-hmm. year, we're going to do it a week ahead of time. So we have that that day before Easter is a makeup day, right? So right. we can have that, that rain, to, that rain, uh, makeup, that rain check, whatever you want to call for that next year. Yeah. And, um, so then going into Sunday, it's almost like you have to shake that off. Right. You have to go, okay. Like it didn't happen. So, but we got Sunday is Sunday's here. And, and so every church, I think in America, it, they kind of look at Easter as their Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And, and honestly, in some ways, it is. It's kind of it, like the playoffs. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, more people show up. Yeah. Expectations are higher on the players, if right. you want to call us that. Right. <laughs> right. And right. people that maybe aren't normally there show up. They want the best seat. It, mm-hmm. it literally reminds me of there's a lot of parallels that could be drawn between, you know, that not that many people go to the Thursday afternoon baseball game. Right. But everybody shows up for the playoffs, and it's hard to get a ticket. And so right. I always joke about it being like the playoffs, not because I think it's necessarily more important, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of th- parallels that can be drawn there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it puts a, unfortunately, it puts a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on people. But we kind of look at that and we're like, okay, why is that? Though? I think it's interesting when you look at Easter, even more so than Christmas, really, is the big jump in – in church attendance and yeah. you have, you have the people who they're going to be at church no matter what, every Sunday, mm-hmm. then you have the marginal outliers that they're here, you know, every maybe they come then. once a quarter, mm-hmm. they frequently, like they're here, but not here very faithfully. But then you have those that the only time they're going to come to church is Easter or Christmas, but mainly Easter, because if you look at our own attendance, we can look at it and go, yeah. okay, Easter is definitely still bigger than any other time. And so you're like, okay, well, for me at least, and I, probably for you the same thing. Okay, yeah. well, how do we, what do we do to try to capture them? Like, how, what do we do to try to engage them with the the reality of the importance of, for those who are believers, they just don't go very often, like the importance of being a part of that family. Mm-hmm. How do we engage those that they're not a believer, but they're just coming because their grandma invited them and said, hey, I want you to come to Easter with me. Or, you know, mom and dad said, hey, I know you haven't been in a while. I want you to come to Easter. Or they just, Maybe they just grew up going to church on Easter. Yeah. And that's just part of their tradition. How do you do that? Right? Because those that came on Sunday, where are they all going to be at this coming Sunday? Right. Right? And so for me and, and, and for you too, is our passion is, man, how do we engage that community? How do we engage this community 
and every other pastor, hopefully their hearts the same. Like how we mm-hmm. engage, like the passion of how we engage these people where the Sunday after Easter, man, that they're right back here, not because we want our churches filled, but because we want to be able to engage them with the gospel. We want to be able to, for God to be able to work in their life, right? Right, and I think what's interesting with that, that it becomes really easy to figure out, okay, how can I make them have the best experience? And it's really easy for me, at least, to focus in on, especially with the worship team, how can I do something that's really cool, that's mm-hmm. that's really awesome, that's really... And, and I was reminded in the lead up to Easter, all right, how can we find different and yes creative and strong and and um impactful ways to share the gospel as many times as we can and so it came down to at first how can i pick the the best songs to all right how can i pick songs that are going to tell the story of the gospel and and so if i look back at our easter service through the song set selection through the video that we played before you preached, mm-hmm. through the spoken word that I did during our service. Mm-hmm. Those were three ways before you got up that we shared the gospel right, and began to plant the seed. And so I, I heard a phrase um, one time ex- in a youth ministry environment that what you attract them with mm-hmm. is what you will have to continue to do to keep you them. You got to keep them, right, right. And, and so it was our goal f- through the entirety of the the thing is, okay, we need to attract them with the hope of the gospel. Absolutely. And yes, we want to present that in as many different, creative, well-done ways as possible, mm-hmm. but we've got to keep it all about the gospel. Right, and, and I think you guys did an amazing job at that. And I think even even going before they got into the worship, we really we really updated our first impressions team. Mm-hmm. Some people call them greeters, where we put them out by the road. Yep. put them outside the door where their first interaction with a smiling face with someone trying to show the love of Christ was before they even pulled into our parking lot. And what I love for those who maybe weren't here with us on Sunday, maybe you haven't heard yet, um, that we had two cars drive by, notice those people standing out by the road with the signs actually stop and turn around and come in. Um, and one guy shared with us, he's like, actually, I was heading to breakfast with one of my friends, but he had to cancel on me. And I was just driving back home, saw those people standing out there. I was like, you know what? I just need to go to church this morning. And so he turned around and actually came in. It was great to have a chance to talk with him and 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 just in, interact with him. And I just love how that happened. And we were very intentional with that. And mm-hmm. and um, and so but but then the question is like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep them with what we got them with. Mm-hmm. But what about those that man, they're just that's the only time they're gonna go. Yep. And so and for me, I just gotta be like, okay, it's God. And I just gotta let God have it and just you know, it's not me, me. I can't save them. I don't do anything with that. But that burden is there. Yeah. It's like, man, you know, however, whatever number you had as a pastor this past Sunday, like that should bother us. Mm-hmm. And not because, again, not because we want to say, hey, look at me. I'm going to pat myself on the back or look at our church. Like we're, we got this big church attendance. But man, the fact that people know that there's something about Easter Sunday to go, but then there's nothing else there. There's no depth there. And, right. and, um, and so that's just something I've always wrestled with. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what I love is, um, you know, this being, uh, my first time as a senior pastor, as a lead pastor, and my first Easter as a lead pastor, just, man, the amount of stuff that we're learning. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of, and we, we both of us just kind of learn by doing, man. We're just learning, and, and we're just getting our hands dirty and not afraid to try things and, and get out there and just, man, um, just work, and we work 
a lot yeah and then we fish a lot but we yeah. do work <laughs> we did we we only fish a lot because we we worked a lot first right right um, exactly and we're gonna work a lot after exactly. but but I, I think it's cool a lot of times you know people say what does it mean to stay out of god's way you know you guys say that and mm -hmm. and you've heard that if you if you've grown around up in church at all you've heard people say oh, i just want to get out of god's way mm -hmm. and 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 for me that's being as prepared as possible and so that I don't, in my lack of preparation, mm -hmm. um, stumble and trip and, and cause somebody to be so focused on something that that doesn't matter. Right. And and so people wonder sometimes, you guys talk about getting out of God's way, but you're always doing stuff, you mm -hmm. know? So how would you talk to, to our uh, average church member or average listener of what it means to stay out of God's way in a big Easter moment when there's so much to do. Right. And I think I agree with you on your definition of it to start off with is, you know, being as prepared as I possibly can too as well and making sure that I'm doing everything that I can do in excellence. I mean, the, the Bible tells us that whatever our hand finds to do, do it all for the glory of God. And so whether that's preaching, whether that's singing for you guys, whether that's greeting someone. So for me, it's like, okay, we're going to make sure that we're as prepared as we possibly can. Not, not that God can't work around our, um, but we're going to, but that's just what God's called us to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing I think is, is that I mean by when I say, Hey, we're going to stay out of God's way is it's very easy to get caught in the trap of maybe something like triggers an idea and just, then you want to start to over program everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we gotta, we gotta make a program for this. We gotta, we gotta get a new system in place for this. And I think that's what we're trying to be on guard against here. Like, right. cause we can get very busy doing good things that we end up not doing the best things. Yep. And so one of the things that we talk about in our new members class that drives us as a church is that we're not going to get caught up in doing just good things. Like if it's not the best thing, um, then we're just not going to do it because it's very easy to just get busy. And we can kind of sometimes equate godliness with busyness. Mm -hmm. And, but God's like, I, I don't want you to be busy. Yeah. I just want you to be faithful. And, and in so many areas. And so for me, it's like, okay, um, we got to look at it and say, is this a God thing or is this a good thing? And if it's a good thing, we're not going to do it. If it's a God thing, then we're right there. Right. Yeah. And, and so, but it also means not being afraid to try, yeah. not be, a, not being afraid to go, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm young and you're young and yeah, we're, we're leading this church that God has placed us here to, mm -hmm. to help move this church forward. Um, so just going, you know what? It, it might sound crazy. It might even look crazy, but man, could God be in that? And if God leads us to do that, then we're going to step out in faith and do it. And we've already stepped out on faith in some things. Yeah. And God has just blessed the faithfulness and just be like, okay, I see you. Like you're willing to to do what I'm asking you to do. You're willing to be obedient. I'm going to bless that. And and sometimes it's like we, we, we'll we show up and we'll talk about it. You and I are like, man, we have, we didn't, we don't have no idea how that even, how this is gonna how work. work or anything, but God just shows up and does mm -hmm. it. And, and I think, so for me, it's, it's one being prepared. And the other thing is just not over programming every little thing. Um, sure. Because it might not be the best. Right. It's, it's doing the things that we program. And I think that's one of the things is, is it's easy. It's hard sometimes you and I sit and we talk, Hey, we've got this program that's been going on for a while here at Morningstar. And that program is, is maybe it's not serving its purpose mm -hmm. like something else could. And as we, we have those conversations, our people have always been gracious right? And, and have been great to understand those. But you can see that process of, man, we've done this for so long. Really, we need to, we need to change or cancel this. Or, mm -hmm. and, and we're trying to, to teach 
that, hey, this is a good thing, mm-hmm. but we need to do this because we really believe that this is, is the best thing. Right. And as we've taught that, like I said, our people have been incredibly gracious. Mm-hmm. They've been awesome about it. But even on Sunday when we talked about <laughs> I, I heard somebody say w- about the signs out in the parking lot. Right. This is before we knew they were really effective on Sunday. They're like, wait, is this, so this is every, this is every week we're going to be outside with signs. Like, yes, you're going to be out there with signs every week. Right. Absolutely. It it cracked me up because you and I have both seen it be effective other places. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this was a brand new thing, but it's just as, as you walk through that of, Hey, we're going to put you in the parking lot and you're going to stand out there with a sign that says, the coffee's on us. And right. it, it literally, the one guy told us, he said, I saw a sign about free coffee, and I thought, <laughs> sound, I was going to breakfast anyway. That sounds Sound like, like a good, a good place idea, to go right. to church. Or, or, hey, we're going to put you in the lobby, and we want you to go and make small talk with people and, and right. help show them around. Or even putting people in our auditorium to help engage those people who might be sitting by themselves because they just they come in, they get greeted at the door, and then they just nobody else talks to them the rest of the time. And just because I, I love it because we're all just learning together. Yeah. And so that's how we've always approached it. It's yeah. like, hey, we're going to learn together and we're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. And, and we're going to just move forward with that. And that's that to me, that's what makes it even that much more exciting. Mm-hmm. And because we're all just trying to figure out, hey, what's God doing and how can we be a part and let's learn it. And if we fail, OK, we fail. And we'll get up and, and keep moving, and because God's not done with this city, He's not gonna done with this area, mm-hmm. um, and we're we're so excited just to be a part of that. And so then moving through the service, and the worship was awesome, and and the the energy and the 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 atmosphere in our auditorium was amazing, and we mm-hmm. there was a lot of new faces, yeah. and and I just love the fact that we were prepared for them, yeah. and it came across that we were prepared for them, like it wasn't an accident mm-hmm. that they showed up, and we're like, oh man, you're you're here, and then even through at the end to see as many people did indicate that they made a decision to give their life to Christ. That was, that was because you never know how something is really resonating mm-hmm. with people, but God, the Holy spirit was working and, yeah. and, um, and, and that was, that was really exciting to see, especially with some people who I know particularly some people brought some family members that they know are not Christians. They're not believers in Jesus Christ. And to have uh, one of them indicate that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to give my life to Christ today and that's to me and that never gets old and that's really what it's all about and it's not about a big day it's not about hey this is our huge easter day it's about hey it's about jesus (laughs) and and uh, and what he wants for your life and not just your life here but really for your eternity right so So if you were gonna without again this is not for us numbers are indicators of of what god is doing it's Mm -hmm. not the end all be all we don't sit up all night focused on numbers but right. it's a measuring tool that we have and so tool. if you were to give kind of a a breakdown if you were talking to somebody that, that doesn't really know about our, our church how would you give a breakdown on on what we saw on easter from an from a number standpoint from a visitor standpoint from a you know uh response even standpoint just just to kind of give a good um summary of what we experienced um, this this Easter. Well, so as far as like gauging it, and, and again, I, I want to just follow up what you said about we're not about numbers and at all. But what I've told people before is that while we're not focused on numbers, like Jesus always was, yeah. and it's, it's not because numbers for numbers' sake. It's because each number represents a soul yeah. that's going to spend eternity somewhere. So for some people who don't want to put it on numbers, 
you got to understand that it's not about how big your church is, but it's about those people, those numbers represent people mm-hmm. that represent souls and families. And so, but yeah, but for us, it was got, it was amazing to watch that we had about a hundred more than what we normally run, which mm-hmm. is, which is about average for a church to have like an, a boost for Easter, about similar, very similar to yeah. that. Um, I know that we had, we gave out visitor bags, uh, that we, we, in fact, you worked really hard this past week on redoing some of our stuff for our visitor bags. And I know we gave out at least 15 visitor bags, which we only hand one to each family. So we had at least 15 visiting families, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which was awesome. So during the response time, um, I know, um, of a, a number of people that indicated that they gave their life to Christ that day. And so we will work on following up. Uh, with those uh, this week and we had a number of first-time visitors turning in cards and uh but it was it was just great to watch all that come into place and really what was even more awesome was to watch was our people step up and serve Mm -hmm. that that's really right there i mean the people serving with the breakfast the people serving greeting and 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 talking to people i mean it was the intentionality Mm -hmm. to watch them work and do that was on a level that we haven't seen at our church yet and I, and I think having that first impressions training meeting last week and walking through the importance of why and how we do that and just, and then just watching them engage with that. And yeah. they, they, they took ownership of it, which is what you want to see happen. They're like, Hey, that's, that's a visitor. I'm going to go talk to them. Or that's, that's a church member. I'm going to go engage them too. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I love watching that. That was awesome to see. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So if you were going to just identify a few of your biggest wins or biggest takeaways, even just from from the Easter weekend, what would you say they were? Well, for me, I think the takeaways for me, there's a, there's a few of them. And, and one is, is we, we always, we've known the importance of a first impressions strategy, right? Mm-hmm. How to greet people. Cause they're going to make a decision about, about your church. Usually within the first seven seconds, they're on the property. They're at least going to make a decision like, yeah. And because before they ever heard the first word of song, before they ever heard one word of preaching, they're already gauging. And, and then within seven minutes, seven to 10 minutes, they've already decided whether they're coming back or not. Yeah. Right. And we've always known that importance, but to watch that play out and to see in action and the, the impact from our mm-hmm. church to see it personally, watch and that's amazing. And yeah. so that's a huge takeaway. And I think our people saw that, which was even more important. They saw, okay, yeah, this is important because I see how this is working and playing out. Um, the other thing is, I think is obviously no matter how much you plan, no matter how much you try to, uh, work things out that obviously, obviously God is still ultimately in control with the weather, with, you know, with our, you know, having to cancel the Easter egg hunt and, and all that. And, and even some things we look, might look at on Sunday and go, man, that was a, that was a glitch there. That was a hiccup there, but it's like, okay, well, God's still in control and it's, yeah. it's all going to work out. And, and then for me, the last big takeaway is just seeing the response from the number of people who indicated they gave their life to Christ is that God's not done. He's still not done calling people out. He's still, even the hardest of hearts, even though those who maybe that is their only time they ever go to church. We even have one that this was their very first Christian church service ever. They've yeah. never been. And so to watch God still moving, to watch him still, it, he's not done. Yeah. And so for people to go, well, you know, it's, it's really hard to win people. It's hard to, it's, God's still doing it. He's still mm-hmm. calling people out for salvation. He's still raising up people to give their life and full-time service for him. And so I love seeing that happen. And I love for our people to see that happen. For sure. And I think one, my biggest takeaway, and this is kind of a just a personal takeaway, was um, Christine, 
her week had just gotten really busy, my wife, and been working on those signs and ended up getting them done like really late on on Saturday night. And was, she was honestly, she was a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. And when we got in the car, she had heard the story of one of those people who turned around and came in and um, she she told me, she said, I was just reminded that like no matter how insignificant the job seems or how frustrating the job seems or how difficult the job can seem that that it was worth it like for that one person to turn around right it was worth it and so my big takeaway is whether uh you're in the the nursery you know watching a kid or you're working on a sign or you're cooking breakfast or you're making coffee it all seems or can seem and i think the devil can make it seem like it's really insignificant right but each and everything that each and every one of our people did made a difference and people's mm-hmm. eternity was impacted by even the most seemingly insignificant thing that somebody thought they did this weekend right and i think what we saw come together was what paul talks about in corinthians when he refers to the church as a body mm-hmm. there's different parts of the body and there's different functions and when it all functions together there's health there and there's things that happen because of that and i think we got to see that because mm-hmm. we had some snapping pictures at the photo booth. we had some yep. doing the coffee we had some um cleaning up after the break and all of that was the body functioning together and man it's just god designed it god created it he died for it and yep. you know it and it works when we when we just stay out of his way yeah <laughs> and just be faithful with what we can do god does it all the rest and yep that's that's good man i think we're excited moving into next week we're going to take some some of these takeaways from easter mm-hmm. and and continue to apply them continue to make them part of of our our thing like we told those yep. people in the parking lot <laughs> yep yep that, that's your place and um cannot wait to see what god's gonna do as we continue to move forward mm-hmm. and like we have the last few weeks i just want to invite you if if you listen to this podcast and you're close to dayton ohio we'd love to have you here if you are in some other part of the country you have a job you have a, a specific place that you can plug into a body and it may not feel like it's the most significant thing, um, but it matters and it's important. And I would just encourage you to plug in somewhere. 